0: Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to Be the Informed Patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. Americans who don't have health insurance sometimes go without life-saving prescription medications because they cannot afford them. Now Upstate offers medications for hope for Central New Yorkers who are uninsured and who meet income eligibility. Here to explain the program and how it works is Eric Ballatin, Upstate's Director of Retail Specialty Pharmacy Services, and Megan Murphy, Upstate's Ambulatory Care Pharmacy Coordinator. Welcome back to The Informed Patient, Mr. Ballatin and Ms. Murphy. Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: Thank you. Ms. Murphy, let me start by asking you
0: how big of an uninsured population we have in central New York.
1: We have a huge uninsured population in central New York. My team serves our clinic population who have primary care providers here at our upstate primary care clinics. So we don't have a huge uninsured population. However, when our patients have gaps in insurance coverage, it's really important that we have programs in place to help our patients have access to life-saving medications, particularly insulins and anticoagulants or antithrombotics, as our pharmacy team really helps co-manage those chronic disease states. And if patients don't have access to those medications, it can really lead to rehospitalizations and the inability for patients to get better.
2: And with the uninsured population, things that people don't think about is the gaps in coverage, like Megan mentioned, because you could be a fully employed person who has insurance, loses that job for a period of time and become uninsured before you get your new job. So those are the type of patients that we're really trying to capture, patients that lose their insurance, don't have insurance, have gaps in coverage, and as well as we have a significant high poverty rate in this area that we want to capture those patients in need.
0: So it sounds like this is something you would encounter every week, every day. I mean, it seems like it happens a lot, right?
1: It does. It happens regularly. And when it does, uh, a lot of these medications are very expensive, upwards of hundreds of dollars per month. And as Eric said, with our high poverty rates and patients with gaps in insurance due to job changes or financial restrictions, It can be very difficult to find established programs that are in place here to support our specific patient population to give them access to the medications. And then not only that, but help the providers make the best choices for medication therapy decisions. It really helps providers choose the best therapy for that specific patient rather than being cornered into less optimal therapies just based on financial affordability.
0: I'm curious how Medications for Hope got its start. Mr. Ballatin? So this program
2: has been around actually nationally since around 2007. And an organization out of Tennessee called Dispensary of Hope really was on the forefront of building this program to roll it out nationally. And what they did through some providers out there and through some national um laws that were created back in, in the early uh, 2000s allowed this organization to accept samples that were going to be discarded by manufacturers and then redistribute those samples out to indigent patients throughout the country. So the program's been, been around for, for quite a while. There's probably only about a hundred of these uh, dispensary locations throughout the country. Uh, so we've been fortunate to be able to, to get this organization kind of working with us in central New York.
0: Is this the only pharmacy that's supplied by the Spensary of Hope outside of New York City?
2: Correct. For New York State, there's five of these locations within the city itself, but none outside of the city. And then the closest other state entity would be you know, northern Pennsylvania. Or, or really this organization a Southern organization. So if you looked at their map, most of these pharmacy dispensing locations are in the South with a few out West. And actually they just opened up to one location nationally in Africa. So it is starting to go global.
0: Ms. Murphy, which medications are included in the medications for HOPE?
1: There is quite a bit. We have a lot of treatment options for patients. It includes generic medications as well as branded medications for a variety of chronic illnesses as well as acute illnesses. So again, having the variety of medications from antibiotics and antivirals to blood pressure medications, insulins, and anticoagulants can really help provide patients with access to medications who wouldn't otherwise have the ability to afford them and treat either an acute illness or continue their chronic disease treatment plan to keep these patients healthy and out of the hospital.
0: How dangerous is it if someone who has diabetes that requires insulin and they have a prescription for insulin, but they can't afford it, so they don't take it? How dangerous is that for that person?
1: It's quite dangerous, actually, and can not only lead to hospitalization, but more troublesome side effects like diabetic ketoacidosis and even death. And so patients who require insulin and are unable to afford it and don't have access to fill those at the pharmacy can really be harmed if they are unable to obtain their medications. And so to have this program available for our patients is a really big perk. And it's great for not only the patients, but it feels great to have this program as a provider honestly. This is Upstate's
0: The Informed Patient Podcast. I'm your host Amber Smith. I'm talking with two pharmacists about the new Medications for Hope. Eric Ballatin is Upstate's Director of Retail Specialty Pharmacy Services and Megan Murphy is Upstate's Ambulatory Care Pharmacy Coordinator. Now Mr. Ballatin can you walk us through how a patient would access Medications for Hope?
2: It's a pretty simple process. And even the registration process, as I talk about, you'll find that it's really simple as well. So even if you don't think you qualify, if you think you qualify or don't think you qualify, I would ask your providers to send your prescriptions to the SUNY Upstate Outpatient Pharmacy, which is located at 5,000 West Seneca Turnpike in Syracuse. Once the prescription arrives at the pharmacy, we have systems in place that looks for, to see if a patient has insurance. So without even the patient calling us, once we receive the prescription, we evaluate that prescription. If you don't have insurance, we immediately have a team or medication assistance coordinators, which will directly reach out to patients and try to qualify them for this program because we recognize that you're self-pay, there's no insurance on our screens that we can find for you. And then we try to qualify you based upon your financial ability to pay. And what's nice about about the qualifying criteria, a family of one, the income level is 40,770. Family of four, uh, an income level of 83,250. When some people think of indigent, they think of no money. We're talking about patients who still can have an income. So don't be afraid to kind of reach out to us. Um, and then really, it's, it's the not having that insurance piece is really the, the qualifying criteria to move forward. So once we have that prescription, we validate your thoughts, we reach out to you. There's a very simple attensation form that you sign a patient that would sign that says yes and meets the income threshold. And yes, I don't have insurance. We don't ask for any kind of verification on the income. It's really a trusted type of form. You just have to sign it and say that I agree that I don't meet those levels.
0: Now, do patients have to have an upstate provider in order to use the upstate outpatient pharmacy for this program?
2: They do not. What's nice about our pharmacies is we accept patients from Upstate providers or not upstate providers. So we encourage it. You know, this program is going to be large and vast. It's going to actually cover all the 19 counties at upstate services. So, you know, some of those patients in different counties may not be a a direct upstate patient, but we want to help them. Part of being a state institution, part of being who we are at upstate is really trying to make that extra effort to get out there and, and help our community. At the end of the day, if we don't do something, they're going to end up back in our emergency room. They end up back in the hospital. So this is our chance to try to do something to prevent them from having any adverse effects from not taking their medications.
0: So are there any residency requirements for Medications for Hope? Well, as the program
2: first rolled out, we did kind of try to limit this to Onondaga County to see how this program would be received within our community. And then we've been very fortunate now that we have rolled this program out locally to all 19 counties that are serviced by the upstate uh university hospital system
0: Yeah, tell me again where is the pharmacy located and what are its hours
2: So the pharmacy that services this program upstate's got two outpatient pharmacies but the ones that this program's the pharmacy the suny upstate pharmacy at community campus it's at 5000 west seneca turnpike syracuse new york it is open monday through friday eight to six now that may seem to seem weird to somebody in Lewis County or Auga County that were in Syracuse, Onondaga County, but we have the ability to ship to the patients directly. So they will receive the meds within 24 hours by UPS. It's next day shipping. A Friday would arrive on a Monday, but normally Monday through Thursday, it's next day shipping.
0: That's good to know. Ms. Murphy, can you tell us about other ways Upstate works to make prescriptions more affordable for people who maybe have insurance but don't have enough money to pay for the prescriptions?
1: That's a great question, because we encounter that situation quite often as well. Uh, Luckily, we have Eric Ballatin and his team to collaborate with. We serve a very diverse population here at Upstate in our primary care clinics, including our Center for International Health Services. We have a large refugee population. And so due to the diversity, we really have to have systems in place to help all types of patients. Eric has set up a team of pharmacy technicians, which comprise our medication assistance team who serve all of our inpatient and outpatient clinics, really. And they have a plethora of programs under their belt and available because they do this every day. So... They can help patients sign up for New York state Epic. We have some of our own homegrown financial assistance programs here. Patients provide financial information and in showing the need for that, as well as coupons and manufacturer assistance that they could help patients sign up for and facilitate those forms and applications. We consider ourselves as pharmacists here in the clinic, working directly with patients and chronic disease management. So lucky to have these resources under Eric's umbrella so we can work collaboratively as a team to care for the patients. There are a lot of resources here at Upstate that are very patient-centered and really help the patient have access to everything they need. And then to piggyback on what Eric said before, his pharmacy provides mail services for free, courier services. And so our patients with transportation barriers and some other barriers that prevent them from access to medications, we can help set up those courier delivery services so patients can get their medications sometimes same day when we're talking about insulins and anticoagulants. So it's fantastic.
2: What we've also have have done is we built some different thresholds built in, within our pharmacy system that automatically trigger our medication assistance coordinators to go to, to go to action. So if a patient's copay is going to be $20, whether they ask for it or not, our systems are designed that flags our medication assistance coordinators to, to look for manufacturer coupon cards and, and kind of talk to the patients about what their ability to pay. Because our goal is to get patients to take their medications. And also as a state agency, and we're very fortunate to have the Upstate Foundation, they've been very good to to our pharmacy with the advocacy funds and some grants and and foundations through Upstate that allow us to tap into those organizations to meet patients' out-of-pocket costs and deductible costs when they are not able to meet those large deductibles.
0: I'm going to shift a little bit off topic slightly, but there's some new federal legislation that may allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices with pharmaceutical manufacturers. What impact do you think that might have on seniors at the pharmacy?
2: So, so I think that will really be a, a, a nice thing. I think, you know, when the government gets involved, it allows us to try to drive down costs. I think currently a lot of the high associated costs are not necessarily coming from the manufacturers It's being fed through some of the large insurance companies, DBMs, pharmacy benefit management companies. So I think with the government having the opportunity to negotiate their top 10 drugs to start, I think that'll give us an opportunity then to drive down those drugs costs. Because if a drug costs $1,000 and a patient's got a 20% deductible, they're paying $200. If that drug is now 500 bucks, that patient is now paying 100. So patients will experience a reduction in price because they'll be paying less of a percentage of the total cost. So it will be a good thing, but that will not go into effect until 2026.
0: So that's a little ways off. And I also know a lot of times in healthcare, what Medicare does, uh, other insurers end up doing afterward. They kind of follow in Medicare's footsteps. So would that happen here too, do you think?
2: That's what I can imagine. I think they always kind of follow Medicare, see how it goes. So, you know, I think the long term, everybody's trying to drive down costs. I think drug pricing in general has been pretty stable over the last five to seven years in relation to everything else as far as, far as costs. But it's a very low percentage of the total healthcare care costs nationally. But it is it is what the patients experience the most, right? You don't go to the hospital. You don't see the large cost that goes to your insurance company, the part. Patients truly experience the cost related to prescription. So I think anything we can do as Upstate to drive down the cost and anything the government can do to drive down the cost would be in the best interest of all patients.
0: Well, before we wrap up, let's remind listeners how to reach the Upstate Outpatient Pharmacy. Can you let us know the phone number?
2: The phone number at the Upstate Outpatient Pharmacy near a community campus, the number, we have two numbers that they can write down if they want, 315-492-5311, which is the direct line. And then we have a very unique number within pharmacy. It's the 464 number, which is the same first three digits for every Upstate extension. And then we're drugs, D-R-U-G, drug. So that's 3784, 464-3784, and the community campus is option.
0: Good to know. Well, thank you both for informing us about this program.
2: Thank you for having
0: us. Yes, thank you so much. My guests have been Eric Ballatin, Upstate's Director of Retail Specialty Pharmacy Services, and Megan Murphy, Upstate's Ambulatory Care Pharmacy Coordinator. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science, and medicine, brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, and produced by Jim Howe. Find our archive of previous episodes at upstate.edu informed. This is your host, Amber Smith, thanking you for listening.